what is the outcome I care about? It's about helping creators live creative lives, basically do the stuff they love to do full-time. Simplifying that statement means like they're making like 10 grand a month. They're like six figure businesses. That was Darren Smith, who's on the podcast this week. I'm Jeff, the host of Content Creators Library, where we talk about the business side of being a creator so that we don't have to rely on these creator funds and we can actually make our own business out of being a creator. In this episode, we talk about the mindset of being a creator. This is the type of stuff that people don't usually talk about, but there's definitely a mindset of we create content, we hope it looks good, we hope it gets out there, it gets seen by the algorithm, but that's a very small part of this. We need to think, you know, long term, bigger term, building assets, stuff that isn't, you know, that's just going to get the views tomorrow, but stuff that's going to live on the next year, the next two years, the next five years or 10 years. That's the type of stuff we need to be thinking when we release a video. So if it doesn't do good, it's okay. And that's the type of stuff we talk about in this episode. It's a shorter episode. He's also on next week where we talk about building a course and building assets, but this one is all about mindset. So hope you enjoy the show. There's a special surprise on my Twitter. If you click at, if you click the link at the bottom, I promise you're going to love actually clicking the link, going to Twitter before May 27th. That's all I'm going to tell you. Keep a little mystery there before May 27th, and you could get something potentially for free that Darren made that will help you build a profitable and resilient creator business. We have to click the link in the Twitter profile, and you will see what I'm talking about. Let's start the show. Who's Darren Smith and who do you service? Oh, geez, you're getting deep right off the bat. Um, I'm not sure if I always ask it that way, but that's that's (laughs) how it turns out. I'm Darren Smith and I um, am a film producer. I'm a writer, an author, a creator, a uh, coach. I do a lot of things, but to simplify it, I started a business about two years ago called Craftsman Creative with the sole goal of helping all of my creative friends make more money doing what they love so they didn't have to go take crappy jobs during the pandemic. So that's what about half of my time is spent on is Craftsman Creative, but I also work uh, not full-time. I do one or two films a year as a film producer. So that's where a big chunk of my income currently comes from. Slowly, the Craftsman Creative stuff is catching up to that, which is nice. This is where like when I was reading some of the book, you have like both of the creator knowledge and then the, the business knowledge like coming together and not everybody sees it. I'm sure you've had experiences of failing and everything, but like, I just thought it was really cool like both of these things. Cause most people don't know both. Yeah. It's just the reality. Yeah. I, I honestly think that's, if not the biggest contribution, one of the biggest contributions I tried to give in the book, which is just the Craftsman Creative book that I've been writing the last six months and working on. But the whole first section is not about finances and sales and marketing and spreadsheets and business. It's about your mindset and your, your energy and your emotional state and all that stuff. Because the best thing you can do as a creator to be successful is figure out how to have the mindset of a successful creator. It's the way that you think about things, the way you approach things, the beliefs that you hold about yourself, your talent, your industry, the marketplace that you are working in, the people around you, are they competitors or or companions? Like collaborators, all of that comes down to mindset. But those things in my experience have had so much greater effect on my, on the outcomes in my creative life than anything else skill wise or tactic wise, or I'm going to use this funnel because that's the thing that's going to unlock everything for me is I'm just going to do this. I'm going to pay a hundred dollars a month for this funnel. No, 
that didn't, that didn't do anything but lost me $100 a month. No, and I did it right. And, and it felt gross. And I'm like, okay, this isn't right. So what is it? Tony Robbins is credited saying that success is 80% mindset, only 20% skills and strategy. So if you think that the way that you're going to make six figures as a creator or get better or make more money is by doing more art or getting better at your craft, that's only 20% of the equation. The other 80% is your mindset. Your mind can tell you, you suck and everything else. And it's not true. We all get better at learn things. It's easy to make a YouTube video and think that it's not good enough for something. It's easy to think that. Yeah. If you see your YouTube, you're starting out as a YouTuber and you say, this video has to do 10,000 views or I suck. What did you just do mindset wise to yourself? Right? Nobody comes out the gate and does 10,000 without an audience, right? So instead, what if you shifted your mindset to every video I create is an asset? It's something that's going to be around forever and ever. And someday I can click the ad button so that like ads will run on it and I can monetize this thing. And five years from now, I'm going to have 500 videos or 250 videos or whatever it ends up being that are all making money. And now that I'm five years in and I did it consistently, I have 250 assets that are all making me a couple hundred dollars a month because more people are coming in, subscribing and watching through my entire back catalog of videos. That video, if you never create it, or if you gave up after one, is never gonna make you any money because you didn't give it any time to turn into an asset that can compound over time. But I can point to, anyone can look at YouTube and go, wow, that's a massively successful thing, but go back to their initial videos and really, wow, they've been doing this for 10 years. And you look at the statistics and you're like, wow, they really only blew up last year or five years ago or after three, five, seven years doing it consistently. So you got to think of it as not a failure, but a stepping stone, an asset that you're adding to this pile that's going to turn into this big, awesome foundation for your business. It's perfect. I know Russell Brunson said, uh, I can paraphrase, but it was basically like, you have to keep creating, like you might have to create for 10 years, but no one even notices until like year eight. I'm not saying it's going to take 10 years, but like, you notice PewDiePie or something when he's like up here, you didn't see all the other stuff down here. Yeah. You've heard of the 10,000 hour rule, right? Yeah. So you think about if it takes 10,000 hours to be, become an overnight success, let's put it in that framing. Maybe you're spending 20 hours a week doing this creative thing. That works out to about a thousand hours a year. You multiply 20 by 50 weeks, you take two weeks off for vacation. You got, that's one year is about a thousand hours. Okay. There's two ways you can think about it then. Either it's going to take you 10 years or you got to compress the timeline by spending more time. So if you divide 10,000 hours, maybe you want to do it in two years, that's 102 weeks or 104 weeks, but let's call it a hundred. You need to be spending a hundred hours a week on your thing. Most people are not going to do that, I would say everybody should not do that. That's crazy. Okay. Maybe you want to spend 40 hours a week. How many weeks is that going to take you? 250 weeks, which is five years. So you got to give yourself time for all this stuff to work. Sometimes you get lucky and it doesn't take 10,000 hours. Maybe it only takes 2,000. Maybe it only takes 5,000, but you have to be thinking mindset wise, I'm going to invest 10,000 hours before I expect this to be massively successful. All these musician friends, I was like, so many people that came through this local venue would be amazing and they'd 
have these great shows and they'd win Battle of the Bands. And then a year later, you're like, what happened to those guys? Because they weren't on tour yet. They weren't making lots of money. They weren't full-time, blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, they've been around for eight months. What are they thinking? They didn't get signed. They don't have a manager. They don't have people trying to pick them and say, you're successful now because we chose that you are. It's like, no, no. you got to invest years of your life to make this creative endeavor successful. And that's a mindset shift of, I'm going to give this time. If I came out the gate and said that Craftsman Creative has to make me $10,000 a month within the first three months before I go back to the TV show, I would have given up after two or three months because it was not even on track to do $1,000 a month after three months. But now it's doing a few thousand dollars a month. And next year, it'll probably be doing $10,000 plus a month. And then what if it gets to thirty dollars or $50,000 or $100,000 a month? That's a pretty decent business. <laughs> but that's five years in. Yeah, then it's not even like, it's not black, white either. Maybe you're making a thousand bucks. You can see the progress to each step too. Yeah. Part of giving it time is the ability to look at it and go, what's working and what's not. And if you only give yourself three videos or six podcasts or 10 artistic pieces or 12 Instagram posts, and you're not successful yet, you haven't, you don't even have enough of a data, enough, of, enough data to analyze. Yeah. But now that I've done 15 courses, I can go, wow, I made a lot of mistakes. There's things I could have done on course three, four, five, 10, 12, that would have been so much better. And now it's only, you know, two years in that I'm starting to do ads. Well, that's going to, that's going to make, that's going to send more traffic to the site. But until I'm getting like a thousand people a week going to the site, I don't have enough data to know if it's working or not. You got to think in those stepping stones of like, all right. I'm, I'm going to do enough to have a data set that I could actually analyze. And then you could use this other part of your brain that you probably, not you personally, but creators in general don't use this side of the brain where they get analytical and they get obsessed about observing data and optimizing systems and that kind of stuff. Those words are a little foreign to a lot of creators. That's why I write about it in the book, because like you have to be thinking about these things if you want to grow faster, if you want to be successful sooner. Plenty of people have become successful because of their talent, but it's not a strategy. So I'm trying to give a strategy, a framework, a bunch of principles that people can use that actually move the needle and get you closer to the life that you want to have as a creator. I think each chapter to the point, like it's not like you're writing 20,000 words on one chapter or page. It's this is the info that's got to take you somewhere you need to go without too much extra information. That's just something I saw, I read it like online. This one page, and like, oh my gosh, this took 50 hours me learning this. What the hell? <laughs> and it's right here. It's the same information. That makes me really happy to hear because that was the goal. The book shouldn't be the how to do it. It should be what to do, right? It's you've got infinite ways to grow your business. What are the ones that you should actually try that are going to work consistently and long-term? They're not just little... They're not just tactics for right now. They're not just strategies that will work for a little bit until everyone copies them and then it's dead. No, it's much more principles and frameworks based. And chapters are like a thousand to 2000 words. They're, they're, uh, who was it? I forget who it was. There's an author though that was talking about Sean Coyne. He's an editor. He's an editor for like 25 years. And now he's a book publisher and author. He wrote the book Story Grid, which is a really good book for anyone who's a writer. But he talks about, potato chip size chapters, meaning if you're going to eat some potato chips, you're usually not going to reach in the bag and just eat one. You might eat one, but you'll have the bag right next to you. And like, oh, I'm still a little hungry. I've got room in my stomach, so I'm going to read another one. 
I'm going to eat another chip and then another chip and then another chip. So if you make your chapters 600, 800, 1,000, 1,500 words, then people get through it in five or seven minutes. They're like, oh, I, I got time. I was going to read for 30 minutes tonight so I can read another chapter and then another chapter and another chapter. So that was kind of my framework for writing the book was this isn't a masterclass. This isn't an in-depth step-by-step thing. There are some step-by-step processes in the book, but generally speaking, it's introducing ideas and principles and frameworks that you can then explore more with the other content, whether it's my newsletter, whether it's a course where we're going to go deeper on these different topics, whether it's the community where you can talk about stuff with other people. Like that's why I built the whole infrastructure so that people can come in at the shallow end and then go deeper, deeper as they wade further in. I like that analogy. I'm going to use it more. <laughs> the swimming pool. I was saying just recording. 